Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow, and welcome to episode one of Tech Takeaways, where we give you the inside track of business technology. In this episode, we're going to talk about one of the things that um, I talk to CTOs and CISOs about all of the time, and that is the cybersecurity risk, you know, the, the real threat that businesses face on a day-to-day -day basis dealing with the massive cybersecurity problem. And the, the, the thing that drove this episode was a project that uh, my co-host, Jason Fitzgerald, worked on recently where uh, one of the customers he works with picked up a new managed security yeah. service. So, Jason, nice to see you again. Um, yeah, good you know, to be here. To tell us a little bit about what was the driver for, for the customer behind taking on a managed security service? Yeah, sure. So uh, the the customer had quite quite a, a good IT department in-house. Um, you know, they were kind of infrastructure guys, dealt with the servers, desktops, switches, that kind of thing. Um, but it felt like they'd kind of fallen into the, the same cybersecurity trap that I think a lot of organizations fall into, which is they, they've rolled out endpoint security, they've got a firewall on site, and they think that, you know, we've got now cybersecurity covered tick. We're, 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 we're done with cybersecurity, that, that's nailed. But actually, once we started to look at the kind of processes around that, particularly around incident response, um, there, were, there were quite a number of, of gaps um, identified with that. And whereas they had quite good skills in-house, it was recognised that they probably weren't geared up to tackle the, the complexity and the number of challenges associated with you know, incoming cyber attacks, essentially. And, and so what was the type of service they'd taken? I, I, it was a managed detection and response service? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, they took a 24-7, uh, uh, 365 uh, MDR, so managed detection and response service, to just kind of uh, give a little bit more uh, visibility into what was happening within the network um, and add in some capabilities behind it in terms of um, kind of the skill set. So uh, essentially cybersecurity professionals who were able to look at incoming threats, identify them as such and help them should they need it. Is this a service that's available to everyone? Is it enterprise? Is it, you know, large, me, smalls? You know, is this for everyone? Yeah, I think it is now. Um, I mean, traditionally, it's been a kind of product that was only available to kind of larger enterprises, you know, 500 seats and above. Um, but uh, we we work a lot with Sophos, you know, as you know, we're gold partner for Sophos. And they've got a great solution around that, which is applicable to literally one, two users scalable up. And And, and what's quite nice about that is, it, it removes the barrier of entry for those smaller companies to say, you know, it, it, we can now secure ourselves properly knowing that we've got a cyber instant response team behind us should we need them. You know, small businesses are targeted more than most. I mean, obviously, large enterprises are a, a big target because they've, they've got more money, they're, you know, they're financially strong, but smaller organizations are easier to exploit and they lack the internal monitoring and and skill set to be able to deal with those kind of incoming threats yeah, I, I think um one thing i'm seeing now from some of the customer discovery calls that we're doing is it feels sometimes like everything's got to be aligned to kind of take this service it doesn't does it because you know they've got endpoints no. over here firewall um seam sock you know, I'm learning yeah. these acronyms as we go. Absolutely, well, I, yeah. I, I mean, you raise an interesting point. Maybe, maybe if we just, you know, just try and give people some kind of inside inside track on on kind of the conversation we're having. Yeah, maybe some of our viewers are watching this or listening to this and actually aren't really sure what we even mean by a managed detection response service. So, you know, there's lots of 
there's lots of different types of managed security services. So, yeah. you know, th- there's things like managed security service providers who will take your existing infrastructure and will offer management around that. And that, that's your entire infrastructure. So your firewalls, your endpoints, your network security, your identity yeah. security. And then there's these kind of specialist areas as well. So managed detection and response being one of those where it's kind of a subset of this this broader broader thing. You know, have you, have you guys got any thoughts about why somebody might take that that kind of managed service, you know, and, and some of the differences that you see between them? Yeah, I think that, I mean, for me, one of the things, one of the main drivers for, for, for taking up that kind of service is when we look at the cybersecurity approach within a lot of organizations that they're almost kind of tripping themselves up in that um, they've got some in-house skills, IT skills, you know, um, maybe an in-house tech, you know, if, if they're lucky, um, who's really good at doing desktop and maybe server support, but isn't geared up to do in 24 seven, 365 monitoring of the environment. Um, and so they're, they're, they're quite exposed there, you know, cybersecurity and tackling those problems. It's just, a, it's it's a different discipline altogether. Um, and so expecting someone to be an expert in cybersecurity and maintain the infrastructure and have, you know, a nine to five approach, you know, which, which, which they often do, then it, it it, it's just not geared up for, for giving a level of protection that, that the business needs. I mean, I, w- I was chatting to a customer recently and he said, well, we're, we're okay with, um, with, with kind of like a nine to five instant response because attackers don't work uh, outside of that. Well, attackers, of course they work yeah. nine to five. They just work, work the opposite nine to five. Yeah. You know, they sit in your network when you're not there because they can go unnoticed. You know, they, they can go unnoticed, they sit in the network and they build up a um, plan of um, attack. They build up knowledge about what devices are connected where, what user accounts are used where in the network, and then they launch an attack from there. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's quite common to see um, attackers sit in a network for, for I, th- I think, a mean time is about 60 days that goes unnoticed um, before anything happens in the environment. And it, and it just goes completely unnoticed because... There's no monitoring. There's no team there that, that are doing that. And, and even the teams that are there, they're often looking at um, the wrong areas. Um, so if, if we take PowerShell, for example, so PowerShell is a great tool for doing system admin tasks, you know, automation of user accounts, changing user passwords, general system maintenance. But it's a legitimate tool for system admins to use, so it's allowed in the environment. We see a lot of attacks using... PowerShell, because it's allowed in the environment. So we're not just looking for things that are massively out of the uh, out of left field. You know, um, viruses coming in and that kind of stuff. They, they'd be detected, but actually, the legitimate tools that can run in the environment. What are they actually doing? And having a team that can look at that, it's 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 a different skill set. You know, they're looking for the nuances and the um, context of those legitimate tools and. And, and what they're doing. So, so what does MDR bring to that scenario? Is that monitoring what's going on and will react out of hours? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so what the MDR service will do is look at those um, kind of indicators to see, it, it, is, is this a legitimate process? Is this something that we would expect to be happening within the environment? Or is this something that is actually 
probably a legitimate uh, process running. You know, so uh, when when we talk about you know PowerShell, we're talking essentially about launch an attack using legitimate tools that are within the environment. So if we look at those attacks in detail, most of them I've got an indicator, something like 90 odd percent. There's an indicator within the environment weeks before the attack happened, but it went unnoticed. You know, so it could be um, a service running on server um, changes the way it operates slightly. And that just goes under the radar because it's a legitimate service and it's allowed. It's doing nefarious things, but it's an allowed service. And this is a complexity of threat, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I think we, we, we're often, I think that's one of the biggest challenges that, that when I speak to organizations, you know, it's one of the biggest challenges they see is it's just so complicated. You know, yeah, the, the, threat, the threat landscape is changing all of the time. You know, if you think about the changes that most of our businesses have seen over the last three or four mm. years, where everything that we thought we knew about business IT almost changed overnight. Today, we've got a much broader, you know, the, where's the perimeter of our network? The perimeter of your network is, you know, we're sat in a, a studio today. We've got devices that connect to corporate, corporate networks and connect to corporate resources. Well, we're now the perimeter of that network. The perimeter of the network's no longer the office. You know, and, and the idea that as businesses that we operate hours nine to five. Well, you know, these, the, the, the kind of cybersecurity bad actors are businesses themselves. You know, these are guys who have HR departments. They Absolutely. are employing staff. You know, they are running 24-7 operations. And all they're looking for are, like you said, Jason, you know, it's, it's kind of gaps in that security. And the problem's so complicated. I think one of the, one of the challenges that we see, and you used a great phrase before, actually, about thinking that cybersecurity tick done. I think organizations are starting to realize that cybersecurity tick done is never a thing. And the cybersecurity risk is always ongoing. It's ever evolving. So finding ways to get help and support, because you know there's a huge challenge around skills and resource. And even if you've got the skills and resource, having that skill and resource available 24-7 is a real issue. And I think that's what's driving this idea behind Managed security services. So, you know, I, I, I yeah. suppose one of the other things that, that I think is always interesting, if you, you, we go out and talk to a CTO and say, hey, you need this new service, one of the things they're going to be thinking about is do I have to throw away all of the other stuff that I've got? Yeah, you know, so in the instance point. where we're talking about with with the, the, the kind of project you did recently, uh, yep. did, did they have to throw out existing stuff no. or could we work alongside mm. that and offer mm. offer this kind of management wrap? Yeah, so some MDR providers will say it's a rip and replace essentially to provide the service because their tools will only work with their in-house tools. Um, we partner with Sophos. And the way that that works is essentially it will integrate into existing investments. So if you've got firewalls on site, we can integrate into them. We can start to pull logs out of that to add to kind of telemetry data so that we've got a better picture of as to what's going on in the environment. Um, but we can integrate into M365. We can integrate into things like a dark trace if they're using dark trace, any endpoint as well. So we're not just looking at what's happening on the devices, the laptops, the the the, the mobile devices going out of the office. We're looking at the network itself. We're looking at the transient data leaving uh, inbound, outbound on the firewalls. We're looking at things that are happening within M365. And and that having that, that view is, is quite important because whereas a cyber attack might start on an end user's device, you know, I've clicked on an email, it doesn't stay on that device long. You know, once, once the account is compromised, it's then 
you know, suspicious logins in M365. Well, if, if we're not integrating into that service, how do we get that visibility? Well, we don't. And 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 that's 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 part of what kind of what cyber attackers are, are, are looking for. You know, that that trust that they're probably not monitoring this area. So I'll I'll, I'll try and move so, to that. So I think, and I think it's a really important point because you know that idea that. I've got an existing IT investment that I'm going to go and throw that away. It's oh, just abs- not, absolutely. It's just not appealing, you know. It, the, the, it's the, not, no. Yeah, you know, organisations don't want to waste an investment they've already got because, you know, that's not going to sit well. We, we can't, you know, we can't rock up, can we, at a business and say, you need to throw away all of that kind of stuff. It, it's too much of an upheaval. And, you know, where, where organisations have made inroads, you know, with maybe they've got a cybersecurity team and maybe they do have an on-call 24-7 set up. The question is, how do we integrate this technology in to give them a better experience and support them in doing that rather than give them the headache of now you need to change, you know, endpoint on 500 devices or 60 devices, however many devices you've got. Because as soon as that barrier of entry is there, it's less inclined to happen. So if, if, if you can say, well, actually, no, we, we can tie into your technology, so existing investments and your processes, you know, by either... It's a collaborative approach or we just inform you when something's happening and your IT team can deal with it. That's a much better approach because it's easier to adopt, which means it's more likely to be adopted because you, you get all of the value and hopefully less of the pain. So, so I just, oh, I actually, say, sorry, I, I just had a question for you, actually, because you worked on kind of the commercials of this. Because, you know, people will probably be watching this and thinking, sounds great, I'd love somebody to take away my cybersecurity yeah. pains. Yeah. But, you know, how, how, you know, I mean, not only did you work on the commercials, you were CEO of a company. You know, how affordable is this kind of thing? You know, because it sounds like a great service, but is, is it affordable to, to most organisations? Well, I think it is now. Um, when I first seen, uh, well, when we first come across the proposition um, with Sophos, we just assumed it'd be out of reach for a lot of companies. But I yeah. think you summed her up, didn't you? And you said, well, for the price of a cup of coffee a week per employee, we can have an outsourced yeah, cyber security as a service. Yeah, and only cheap coffee, to be fair. No, it's a good point. It's not as expensive as, um, as, as we may think. Um, the price of a good coffee per week per employee and your cybersecurity is, is, it's not outsourced. You've just got an extra pair of eyes looking over it. And then there's the breach warranty. So if you yeah. are breached after following Absolutely. all of the, you know, tick, 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 I think it's a million dollars is available to help you with the um, the unraveling of the of the mess that it's created, really. So, well, well, and that's a big thing, isn't it? You know, because again, from a business owner's point of view, that idea that something, you know, if, if I've done everything right and I still get breached, because it's not a guarantee that you won't, but actually the support there that says, hey, we'll help you towards the cost of, re- of recovering the business. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a that's a huge benefit, I think. And and actually, just for for people who are interested in finding out a bit more of this, Wayne, I, I know you've organised an event in Liverpool um, towards the end of the month. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Wednesday the 26th of April at the Cotton Exchange in Liverpool, Paul uh, Ostringi will be talking yeah. with John Hope from Sofos, just talking about cybersecurity as a service. And there'll be some, you know, key takeaways of what you can do to, um, you know, to protect your business, um, how hackers... Um, breach your network, how long they stay for. Yeah. So it'll be yeah a lot of key takeaways for business owners, for people who work in technology. Um, it's a couple of 45-minute sessions, so um, yeah, best part of the morning. But yeah, there'll be some um, 
some nuggets that we can take away. I know we didn't want to use nuggets, but use takeaway four times. Nugget, nuggets, nuggets are fine in context. <laughs> um, where can you find out more about it? Uh, on our website, gardenersystems.co.uk under events. Uh, and we'll, we'll put the link in at the end of this podcast. Did, one thing I was going to ask, by the way, you know, when someone's considering looking at MDR as a technology, there's that different MDR um, organizations out there. One of the reasons that we partnered with Sofos is because it wasn't rip and replace and it was complement yes. existing infrastructure. And that's what I was saying before about wanting all of the contract dates to align so, you know, you could buy this full, um, you know, service. But, you know, what considerations should a CISO and, you know, a CTO um, look at when they're looking at an MDR provider? Yeah, so for me, I think it's all around the incident response. Um, I think that still a lot of organizations are, are too focused on what do we do to keep the attackers out of the environment? And they're not necessarily spending enough time considering what happens should an attacker get into our environment in the form of, you know, how do we respond? Yeah. You know, who responds? Have we got the skills in-house to rebuild our network if we need to? Um, have we got the skills in-house to stop a threat in its in its tracks? So for me, it's about the response, you know, so what skills are you going to get? What's the response time on it? Um, understand, you know, is that a 24-hour service? Um, you know, if, if, if we were in the middle of, of, of an attack now and I was to raise it, what priority would it be given? What resource would it be given to, you know, rebuild things like a, Active Directory controllers. So for me, it, 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 the, the key differentiator is the response in terms of the, the engagement, the understanding of, of your network to be able to um, action that response in a, in a sufficient manner so that you're not suffering this kind of prolonged outage. I think there's probably a couple of things I'd add to that as well, because all that's bang on. You yeah. know, but I think a couple of things I'd add to it as well, because there's other types of managed security services. So think about what it is you want. You know, if you've already got, if you're, you know, a big enterprise and you've already got a lot of security infrastructure, you just might want a managed services partner who can manage that infrastructure for you. Yeah. You know, we've talked today about MDR as a very specific thing. And MDR is normally a vendor. It's their technology. You know, I think it's really important that stuff about it integrates with what you've currently got rather than rip and replace, mm. unless rip and replace is the thing yeah. that you want. But actually, if you want somebody to manage what you've got, then look at maybe a managed services security provider, um, you know, somebody who specialise in security services. But beyond that, yeah, I mean, look at, does it integrate with what I've got? Does it integrate with my workflow? So, you know, if I've got a seam or I've got a source solution where I'm trying to orchestrate security response, will it plug in nicely with that? And then think about actually some of the other areas that I think sometimes get forgotten with this kind of stuff. Think about the organization you're dealing with. Think about the levels of support and interaction they give you. Think about, do you want them to deal with the problem or do you want them to tell you to how to deal with the problem? Because some organizations will 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 consider that kind of stuff. So so I think there's a whole bunch of criteria to, to think about. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of why we, uh, yeah. those guys are here. That's why we're doing shows like this, you know, to try and share, share yeah. some of those insights. So, gents, look, I think it's been a really good chat. You know, cybersecurity is such a huge problem for all of the organizations that, that we talk with. Uh, Wayne, thanks for promoting the event. We, I'd say we'll, we'll kind of get that in the show notes and, and try and get the link up on, on screen, but go over to gardensystems.co.uk to, to see that. Um, and look, and if, if you've got ideas of things you'd like to see myself, Jason and Wayne chat about, then do get in touch with the show. You can email podcast at gardensystems.co.uk or find us on the socials or at Garden Systems on Twitter. You can find us on LinkedIn as well. And if you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe. You can find us on YouTube and in all good homes of podcasts. Next time we're going to be 
talking about how to optimize your software licensing costs, uh, which has been a really big and interesting area for us recently. So until that next show, thanks for tuning in and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.